Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host Sam, back with another episode. Happy December. Yes, I'm recording this the day before it's actually posted, um, but I'm happy to be back. I took a week off. I needed it. Life was transitioning. I had to be there for it. <laughs> and um, happy to be back. We're rolling with the punches here. Um I wanted to talk about the fear of failing and just how it's impacted me and how it's kind of molded and shaped me and kind of been like this quiet, but really, really guiding experience and how I've been working on shedding that. Now, I cannot remember for the life of me, and I do have to do some work and some research um, on if I've talked about this before um, or a version of this before, but there's so many iterations and so many ways we can go into this talk, this concept. So bear with me as I revisit this because it was a, it was a, um, a big piece of what I was just kind of processing just now. And I felt like I needed to turn on the mic. I just did my walk. I'm very happy. I did that. I just shot into gear and you know, I'm still need to take a shower, but I felt like I needed to sit down, have this conversation with you all and, you know, feel, like I can pat myself on the back on that one. Um, so what I mean by the fear of failing is that it's this kind of unspoken word about putting the pressure on yourself or putting the expectation or even having the assumption that you're expected or you're, um, you're required to make something of yourself, do something with yourself, get stuff done. Um, what kind of stemmed this conversation or this thought in my in my mind was the idea that my legacy, where I come from, so the generation prior to me, my mom and my dad, I've talked about this before, they're both immigrants from Jamaica, and their lives that they experienced while in Jamaica and growing up at, um, at an equivalent age, you know, adolescent and that sort of stuff was vastly different than what they have, what, you know, what is what is happening now for me. Um, um, and so it's, it's very interesting because I don't think about it enough. I don't really like go into it too much. Um, I kind of forget that piece. And there's a, lo- a lot of things I've been kind of revisiting when it comes to, um, just my life and kind of the tools that I was given, you know, and how that shaped me and how that, um, created more work for me, <laughs> if you will. Um, a lot of my life is firsts. And so the motivation behind that is that I've kind of had this secret pressure that I can't, I can't mess this up. I can't miss the idea of like coming to America, coming for a better life, coming to a free country, coming to a better opportunity and saying, I want to throw that all away. Especially when I've had parents who've grown up with no electricity, um, in a mountain with, you know, really ration, um, you know, necessities and goods, probably no toilet paper. Like I'm talking like, you know, really poor, like just come from nothing. Like my dad had 12 siblings, um, lived in the country, you know, they had cattle, they had sheep, even still has a brother who still lives in the middle of basically nowhere. It's a gorgeous place, but you know, they don't have cell phones. They don't have electricity. They don't have running water. You know, there's a lot of different things that they had to do. And he left his home at 16 and set out to just figure out his life. And so that, you know, 
the fear of failing was less than the, the opportunity. Like he took that and kept walking with it. Now I talk about that as far as walking with fear, but that doesn't mean that I look at fear and I feel like, oh, I can, <laughs> I can win. I can, you know, do better than you. I still have that fear. Like the fear still exists, but the frequency it, it operates off of isn't as high as it can possibly be. And the fear of failing is always there. I think it's always going to be there. It's just depending on the ebb and flow of my life, whether or not I'm going to allow it to be louder, greater, have a bigger place in my life than at other times. Um, You know, some of the things that I've done in my life, a lot of what I've done in my life, as far as taking care of myself and being independent, I was having this conversation with my therapist, was making sure that I was taken care of. And a part of that was because, because of my parents' nature in being independent and figuring out their lives, they raised me very, they were very distant in raising me, which forced me then to figure it out and, you know, take care of my lives, my life. And I can't imagine what that's like as far as growing up in one way and then creating a whole new life of firsts, um, you know, in another way, and then raising kids of which you have to share that with and navigate that through. And I talked about just kind of having grace and understanding that what, you know, what they could carry is only so much and what they hope for you to carry is so much more. You know, I can't imagine what that would look like to be a parent traveling to another country, you know, or state or, you know, what seemed to be a new opportunity and then having a child and that child either falling short or feeling like your legacy is not going to be safe or secure or be able to manage themselves. That's a a pretty tough place to be in where, you know, you know, you have these hopes and these dreams and these wishes and these wants and desires for your child, but unfortunately they they fall short or they don't have the, enough support. And you just feel like I'm, I'm doing my best. I gave my best and my best wasn't good enough. You know, that's a hard pill to swallow. And when you're trying to understand just fear in general and the fear of failing, you know, of doing it wrong, not doing what you're supposed to do, especially when you have kind of, like I said, this invisible like pressure, um, you, you act real different. <laughs> and, and for me personally, my thing is, is like, I can be, you know, a perfectionist. I can be overcritical. I can be hyper independent. I can be overly compensating, um, in different areas to protect myself, to ensure that my odds are more stacked with me than against me. And the problem with that is, (laughs) let me break that down for y'all. The problem with that is the lens in which you look at life is complete obstacles, complete obstacles and challenges and, and, um, you know, fires and vast waters you have to cover and all of these sort of things. And don't get me wrong, they do exist, but the beauty and the elegance and the eloquency in which, you know, after succumbing, you know, different dark times and going into lighter times and greater times, you don't see the beauty. You don't see the beauty in life. You don't see the joy. You don't see the opportunity. You don't see the, you know, the great distances in which the landscape has been miraculously, you know, designed. You see it as a burden. You see it as another, you know, to-do list. And it's about like stopping, breathing, meditating, assessing, recognizing, reevaluating, and moving forward. 
because ultimately there's only so much you can control. There's only so much you can actively do. And your job, your role is to consume, absorb everything that is in, you know, the universe's, you know, direction towards you, but not look at it as a burden and something else I can carry on my back as a, as a, you know, scarlet letter, if you will, um, which I know was on her front. So just chill, read the book. But, you know, one of the things that I kind of carry with me subconsciously is that failure equals setbacks. Failure equals lack of progress. Failure equals um, getting it wrong. Failure equals shame. Failure equals being guilty, being judged. Um, But there's confidence in failure. There's confidence in attempting something that you're not familiar with or you're not particularly great at yet or good at. There is strength in that. And that's something that I'm working on shifting my mindset on of absorbing that experience in a more positive, encouraging light versus as a burden or as a complete setback. Because what happens is I essentially set the tone for myself that this is never going to work out. This was never going to work out. I am delusional. (laughs) I am making this up. And that's not something I want to set the narrative of. And so being the person to encourage myself and to champion um, my hopes, my dreams, my wants and desires is something I'm really interested in simply because I want to be able to tell myself yes more. I want to be able to tell myself good job more um, because ultimately I have so much to be grateful for. I have so much to be thankful for. I've accomplished so much. I've overcome so much. And I hate to say it, but unfortunately, because my parents lived in a survival mindset, they're really, rarely, rarely, rarely is um, a time where they congratulate, where they um, acknowledge accomplishments because they're still surviving. At any given moment, everything could be gone. Every, every given moment, there's an opportunity for it to be snatched away harder. So you're always in that cycle. And as I talked about before, like just wanting to switch over to be in more of a thrive, you know, and in a blossoming stage, it requires me to be present. It requires me to enjoy, to breathe, to, you know, to allow that to be in my space where I'm happy and I'm content and I'm proud and I'm all of these things. I can't, I cannot operate from that space where I'm not making sure I am remembering that, you know, um, learning more about myself and how fear has played into my decisions because there's a vulnerability that exists. So whether it be starting something new, sharing some news with someone, um, you know, trying something out for the first time or the second or the third time, um, there's, there's vulnerability in letting my guard down, um, you know, allowing myself to, to, to experience something new or something that could be potentially a trigger for me, you know, because the first attempt at it did not go in the particular direction I was hoping for. And now this means that I'm forever or somewhat forever shunned or um, limited or, um, you know, condemned at getting this right and doing this right. 
um, that's that's a scary place to, to at mindset to live in. And I've been there. I've been there multiple occasions, you know, where I'm just like, this ain't it. I'm this. I, maybe I'm not cut out for this. I remember during the pandemic, I had this wonderful idea that I was going to be my own nail tech because I really wanted to get my nails done. But obviously with COVID being around, I bought all the tools. I sat there for hours, hours putting in the work um, of just, just trying to get my nails to a certain place. And after hours and damaging my dining table at the time, um, I got them to a place where I was comfortable with the very next day, the very next day, one of my nails, one of my nails broke. Hmm. YouTube did attempted to fix it. Then another nail broke. So all of these things are signaling to me like, oh, I got to fight for this now. This is not just going to be a walk in the park. I'm going to have to fight for this, apparently, um, which is a very unfortunate feeling to feel. A very um, limiting, frustrating place to be in. But it is a reality. It doesn't necessarily neglect the fact that I didn't learn things about myself. Um, I used to do my nails a lot when I was younger. And so I gravitated towards that. Um, and then I realized over time that it was just easier, more convenient and less of a skill that I needed. Um, I could outsource that, you know, and I think when you talk about business, you know, let's go into that for a second. When you're running a business, there's obviously many areas in which you can do marketing, sales, finance, you know, technology, all these different ins and out product design, development, all that sort of stuff. Um, you have to identify areas that you want to outsource. And that was one of those things. It doesn't mean that I failed at it. It just means that the best way to, to constructively get it done was through someone else taking on that lead, you know? And I think that's another thing too, when we talk about just the fear of failing in general, is that there are certain areas in which other people excel and do really well, and we need to allow them in or need to interact with them more in order for that need or that want or desire to be fulfilled. And that's not a failure that, you know, you're unable to take care of yourself in that way. It just means that there's other ways that other people can and other ways that you can. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's completely normal, natural, whatever. Luckily enough, there's many different areas or, you know, um, industries that allow us to have the same outcomes or similar outcomes through other people and building a community and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm working on asking for help, um, asking for help, giving up what, you know, I normally would have just naturally did because there's a lot of natural gestures that I have where I just take care of it or I figure it out when I can just ask for help and then try not to criticize or, um, critique the help and embrace the difference in the approach and the attempt because the outcome's still the same. You know, it got done. Boop, it got done. And knowing that being submissive, which is an, a book that I'm actually in the process of reading today, um, I think it's called The Submission or Submissive Project or Experiment, The, Submiss- the Submission Experiment, I believe it's called. Um, basically the idea is that we are, you know, life has its cycle and life is going to live, breathe, exist with or without our manipulation or, you know, our, um, interaction and having a more feminine 
approach because we are life givers um, is important because it creates one of the balances of life. And that's actually something I'm in the process of tapping more into, which means I have to be more vulnerable, which means I have to allow certain things to fall. And that's completely natural. That's completely normal. One of the things that I recognize through just being more independent and having to be more self-sufficient was that I took on a more masculine energy and was more of a protector and more of a, you know, person who was always on top of things, two steps ahead. And my values, you know, sat in that. It it's completely sat in that. And I felt like failure came a lot easier because I live in a masculine world, but I'm not a male. <laughs> and so there's a friction that happens. Um, and it's, it's, it's subtle. It's not necessarily like blazing in certain areas or certain activities and certain things, but um, that dynamic really created certain friction um, in different areas of my life, whether it be career, like just seeing how dominant and how much I took charge in operating and, and overseeing the office and what that really like looked like and felt like it's exhausting, exhausting. And now that I have more help and more, you know, um, support sitting back is sometimes really hard to do, but I'm trying to warm up to the notion that in order to have the flexibility and the freedom and the effectiveness that I want, I have to sit back. I have to view it from a different standpoint and take on a more quote unquote feminine, um, energy where I'm allowing other people to do their jobs, do their things that I either set them up to do or want them to do. And that's something that can be really, really challenging for me to do because it's just not, it's not in my nature. So I was going to talk about that in an, another episode as well too, of just, you know, your natural instincts and how those sometimes get in the way of your destiny because there needs to be a reset, a, a repositioning. And that's kind of where I'm at now, where I'm in an evolutionary stage of just repositioning myself. And for those of you who've been listening along, you kind of anticipated me to be here. Um, but when it comes to failing, I am trying to be more vulnerable in trying new things, redesigning what seems like normal. And whether that means like participating in things that I wouldn't naturally participate in that would take away things that I'm usually feel tied to, whether it be sleep <laughs> or cleaning my house. And not to say that obviously I'm going to have a dirty house or I'm never going to go to sleep. It's just that I would rather get 10 steps ahead. I would rather be home extra early so I could wind down and I could do this and I could do that. All of those things are still going to exist either way. But for me, it's like, if I'm here, I'm available. I can get it done. Da, 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 da. Um, but I don't want to miss out on the vastness, um, that life has to offer. So right now I'm welcoming the idea of spending more time with myself or maintaining that, you know, relationship, but also being strategic about the things that I do, I participate in, whether it be maintenance, self-care, um, leadership, growth, you know, I was reflecting on just my, um, higher education journey. And I work in higher education, you know, I'm an educator and 
hearing, you know, students who are struggling or being challenged by school and just connecting with them on that of just, I did higher education while I was working in it. And I remember vividly wanting to be at the finish line wanting this to be over. And I had a lot of failures. I actually have a YouTube on it where I talk about how I failed my class and which basically put me in a place where I was not going to be able to graduate. I was not going to be able to continue with the degree period. Um, so I've failed many times. And I think I talked about that in my, you know, um, in my previous episode about failure, but the fear of failing sometimes gets you to where you've already basically failed because you didn't even try. You didn't even attempt it because you were so afraid of actually failing, not even like succeeding. The fear, fear of failing took over you actually succeeding. And that's something that I'm not willing to compromise on anymore. Um, you know, even with like this small things of like trying new restaurants or going different places, there's a fear of failing in a sense, like wasting my time, wasting my money, wasting my life. (laughs) Um, you know, and you leave the counterpart of it all of the opportunity of enjoying or participating in something that is life-changing and well worth it. Like, getting to that space of just being excited and motivated and drawn towards something new and different because you ignored or not ignored, but you allowed the fear to be there, but you didn't necessarily allow it to stop you from participating in something that you were interested in. And I'm working towards being more open. And that's a part of being more open is knowing that in order to be open, you have to be willing to allow whatever the outcome is going to be and know that you have enough enough sense of self and grounding to bounce back to you know you know um, maneuver differently, and you have to fight for that. You have to maintain that, but you also have to fight for that. And that's something that I am actively pursuing and actively doing. Um, and I'm reminding myself of that sometimes verbally, like literally talking to myself out loud and saying, you know, it's okay. You're doing a good job. You know, you tried it. It wasn't, you know, you tried, that was a point to try. It wasn't to succeed. It wasn't to fail. It was just to try. And that was the goal. And you accomplish that goal and you start there. Um, you know, there's so many things I think we put on a shelf when it comes to the things we want to do, the places we want to go, the activities we want to have happen because certain variables don't come together. And it's, you know, more so wrapped around fear than anything else. And that's so unfortunate because what that essentially signals is that, um, our, the opportunity cost, you know, what it would cost us to actually get that done is not, it's not worth fighting for. It's not worth putting that quote unquote flashlight on, you know, to see what that could turn into or what that could, you know, evolve into. And that's not something I think me now more than ever, I'm ever willing to consider or be okay with because I feel like telling myself no says I can't thrive. It says that I have to survive. So you can't have the things that you want. Um, You know, luckily enough for the majority of my life, I've had everything I could possibly need, everything I could possibly need, a roof over my head, you know, you know, um, a job to go to a means, uh, a, a health. I've had everything I could possibly need. Now, 
wanting certain things, I wanted plenty of things. Um, I think there's a happy balance, you know, it's like a fertilization of like, we need to sprinkle a little bit to stimulate, simulate more growth when it comes to just a desire to want certain things. And as I step back and, you know, things unfold, I recognize that even though certain things are challenging or uncomfortable or this or that, the outcomes that I've had have been favorable. They've been very favorable. Like even certain things that I'm like, that didn't work out for me. That was intended. That was completely intended. I had one of those experiences earlier this year where I really wanted this opportunity. I applied for it. It didn't work out. And that's okay. Like later on, God showed me how that was a basically shit show. And I, he saved me from that. He saved me from that. And so, you know, even though I shot my shot and it didn't necessarily work out the fear, you know, I had a fear of just even taking the opportunity in general, but it was more about the experience of like, how hard am I willing to fight for something that I actually want? And that's something too, that I don't think people completely understand. Like sometimes when you, you know, go out for something or do something you really want and you, you have an outcome that you don't understand, or you, you don't like, like you have an outcome that you basically are like unfamiliar with or whatever, and it doesn't work in your favor. Sometimes God does down the line, show you what you missed out on. And a lot of times more than anything else, you're like, Oh, that's not aligned with who I am. That's not aligned with what I wanted to be doing. I am so glad I dodged that bullet. But at the time, it seemed like this is where I need to be. This is what I need to do. I can't tell you how many times this happened to me, whether it be a job, a relationship, um, a trip, um, all these different things. And I felt like an opportunity where I felt like, dang, I should have went or I should have did this and I should have did that. And then coming to find out like that wasn't really for me. Like that's such, that to me, like dodging that bullet alone just feels so assuring because I'm like, woo, that okay, I'm so glad I'm not in control because there's no way I wouldn't have seen it. I wouldn't have seen that, you know, but if you have more of a fear of failing, you have less of a chance to be able to grasp and get yourself in a place that you want to be in. And, you know, I can't explain to you guys enough how important it is to have role models, whether it be people that you actually can interact with or people that are just extension, you know, extended versions of you or, um, you know, mentors that you can access or just people that you aspire to be communities that you're involved in or connected to that could potentially just widen your sense of vision and also help lessen your sense of fear surrounding just living a better, more life where you're thriving, where you're just completely, you know, um, consuming and, 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 and putting yourself in a place where it's healthy and it's, and it's beneficial and it's, you know, um, worthwhile. It's, 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 it's a big deal. It's a big deal to do that because there's a lot of things that can let us down. There's a lot of things that can get in the way of us actually living a life that we're proud of and we're happy with. And fear is, is, it feels like a big stop sign. It feels like a red light. It feels like, um, you know, a, a dead end, but you know, there's so many twists and turns and, and how God works in mysterious ways that you have no idea. Like you have no idea the twists and turns and vast opportunities that lay in front of you. You genuinely, you genuinely just have to sit 
and navigate that from a place of confidence and trust that whatever experience comes my way or whatever opportunity the universe gives to me or I take is for the betterment of me. And, you know, my needs, you, you manifest that my needs are taken care of and they're, they're seen and they're, they're well and fine and dandy, but I'm where I'm supposed to be, how I'm supposed to be, you know, and doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And you never take that for granted. You never take that for granted. You never neglect that. And you look back at some of the the achievements, especially a big part of like where I'm at now is just reviewing kind of the things that I was afraid of. Like I was afraid of YouTube. I was afraid of this podcast. If you, if you listen to my intro, my first couple of episodes included, you'll notice the tone and the lack of confidence that I had in what I'm talking about and what I'm doing. And you know, it's about consistency. It's about self-belief. It's about, you know, following what you feel is necessary for you. It's the same thing with starting a new job. Sometimes you feel like, am I even worthy? Am I supposed to be doing this? You know, a new endeavor or something different. Fear is still there. You know, it's always going to be there, but it's the, the ingredients, like what amount is fear playing in this whole dynamic? You know, when I went to church, um, two weekends ago, I believe it was, um, he talked about like just being afraid of like rationing, like your funds and, you know, your life and your time and all of these sort of things. And that's very well in certain ways, but there's an abundance that God provides. And that's something that I don't think I really consider in certain areas that like, thankfully knock on wood, God has carried me through every single trial and triumph that I've ever experienced. And he's been by my side. Um, but if I keep the mindset of scarcity, if you keep the mindset of like, you know, complete scarcity, you're going to, you're going to live in a life of complete survival. You know, there is a limit obviously when you're getting too gluttonous and stuff like that. But if you keep a mindset of opportunity and, um, more abundance around the corner, like life is not done yet. You know, the, the saying of like, you're only as old as you feel, you're going to have so much more vibrancy and opportunity than you would if you lived in a space where you felt like, you know, at any given moment, this whole thing is going to blow. You know, you really have to just trust the process. And I'm doing that with this platform and with the new website up and um, just hoping for better opportunities because of that. And coming from a new approach, a new logo, new, new, new. Um, it's just a re rethinking this, this, this platform. And I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful to just engage with everyone. And if this is your first episode, you should definitely check out more. I talk about so many different things. Um, check out everything in me IG for more information as well too, about me and that sort of stuff. Um, I'm, I'm still motivated. I'm still obsessed. I'm still proud. I'm still learning. I'm still evolving. I'm still growing because of this. And I just pray that God continues to put me in these opportunities where I can experience these different things in different ways. And I've carried this platform on my back. You know, it's, it's my, my blood, sweat and tears sometimes literally, um, that has kept me here. But I know that this is for a greater purpose. This is my way of servicing my community, my, my network, my world. I did this during a time where, right before the pandemic where I was alone a lot of the times or I was without and I felt low and I felt confused and I was navigating deaths and um, so many pieces of this. But I know that 
there are people listening like yourselves that completely understand where I'm coming from or are learning. And I'm just, I'm so grateful and I'm so humbled by that because having an opportunity to be open can include so many great things and you're, you know, not allowing the fear to consume you. You're looking at it dead in the eyes and saying, okay, let's do this. And that alone is such a a wonderful, wonderful place to be in. And I just hope to one day to engage with you guys and connect with you guys a little bit more because your stories are important to me. Um, they remind me I'm not alone. They reassure me that I'm not alone. And, um, you know, we're all out here busting our butts to do the best that we can. And if you don't already know that you definitely am, um, you definitely are where sometimes we just don't get told enough or we don't remind ourselves like of every little effort of just showing up for work, showing up for a kid, showing up for our parents, our life, our communities, our families, you know, showing up for ourselves. That's a big deal. That's important. And that's something you can choose every day. And even if you're not at that place yet, just the thought of wanting to be there is a great start. But let's let's take some action behind that. Let, you know, let's do it. Let's not count how many times because trust me, I've fallen more than I've actually gotten up, but um, I keep getting up, you know, walking today, reminding me I keep getting up. I'm always trying to be, you know, active in this lifestyle and this, this lifetime and um, treating my body as best as I possibly can, if not better, you know, on certain days. <laughs> but, you know, I just, I really am happy to be in this space and continuing to evolve. And I'm, I'm excited to see what's yet to come. And I hope that you guys will be a part of that journey. Thank you all for listening to another episode. I really appreciate it. And I'll chat with you guys in my next.